I am the watcher. I observe. The myriad universes that come from a single moment. Take one instance in reality, that of the staggering stories team, and the multitude of universes that unfold. Universe number 178. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to this one and all, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Stephen. I'm Karen. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. I'm Keith. And I'm Crumbly. Universe number 714B. I'm Crumbly. I am Stephen. I'm Fake Keith. I am Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes I am. Universe 9 Apple Delta (laughs) slash 4. Universe number 2. All hail the head of Pertwee. Welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Stephen. I'm Faye Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... I really didn't think of anything this time. I was too busy. I mean, Steve showed me his bum crack and everything. <laughs> You've been stuck on a stick of rocks. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, strange alien dimensions besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Series 13 dated. Already? (laughs) The wait is nearly over. According to the official Doctor Who Twitter feed, the Doctor returns for her biggest adventure yet. Hashtag Doctor Who colon flux premieres 31st of October. The six episodes will air on Sundays, again on BBC One, with the finale on the 5th of December 2021, assuming no breaks. Then, about four weeks after that, we will likely get the 2022 New Year's special. After that, an Easter special, and then Jodie Whittaker's final story sometime in the autumn of next year. The publicity engine is getting into gear with a spacecraft flying over Liverpool, TV adverts, social media account closures and reopenings and even a telephone answer machine message from the doctor if you call UK free phone number 0800 678 3110. We assume that the apparent season moniker of Flux has nothing to do with the licensed tabletop game called Doctor Who Flux with an extra X on the end. Go on then, Mr Dunn, what do you want to say? Well, no, I, I would like to say that I, I've been quite impressed by this... Uh, the marketing. Marketing, it's yeah. It's been really good, uh, it's, isn't it? it you know, the last time I think it was this effective was in season, the run-up to season one. Yeah. Oh, maybe. 
Yeah, you know, you, know, you have screens mm. breaking up, flickering, and that, and then Jodie Whittaker saying, "Can you hear me?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you have the Twitter, the Facebook, and social media accounts closing down. Yeah, and people go, yeah. "Why? Why?" That's the point. You're asking. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the... where is Doctor Who is trending, or where is the Doctor was trending? Mm. Yeah, uh, mm. they've they've even got the animated posters. Animated posters? Yeah, the, 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 the big screen, posters, electronic the, posters. The billboards. Oh, it's a tube station. A tube station. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Right, you know, sure. They've got those occasionally yeah. breaking down and and her, she's popping up on those. So. Oh, real adverts? Yeah. Mm. Oh, OK. Although kudos must, must go to Georgia Tennant, who's oh. married to David Tennant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two things were trending on Twitter at the same time. One was hashtag where is the doctor followed by hashtag dogging. She <laughs> took a screenshot of this and put, quite frankly, nothing would surprise me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Doctor Who, season 17 goes blue. The next Doctor Who, the collection Blu-ray box set, has been named and dated. It's back to Thomas Stuart Baker's run with the classic Who season 17, which oh. first aired between September 1979 and January 1980. I can feel Keith squirming. <laughs> I feel Keith's pain. Is this the one with a couple of really good episodes? Yeah, yeah. The stories you can look forward to are Destiny of the Daleks. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. City of Death. Outstanding episode. Duggan! <laughs> the Creature from the Pit. It's okay. <laughs> Nightmare of Eden. It's okay. And that classic, which I think we're going to have to review when it comes out. <laughs> the Horns of Nymon! <laughs> well, definitely, we have to review the Blu-ray version of it. Yeah. It would be rude not to. <laughs> it would be. And... Yet another version of Sharda. Oh well. <laughs> it was exquisite to see the look of pain in his. <laughs> it's either where he's constipated. Sorry, Jean, could you read the, um, the the sentence before we got to the Sharda bit? What were those four words there? Oh, what the horns of Nymon. That's it. Could you say it again <laughs> with a little more emphasis? What the horns of Nymon. <laughs> now say it as if you're plummeting off a cliff. The horns of Nymon! Now say it as if you've fallen in love with it and would like to have its babies. <laughs> the horns of Nymon. Shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up! I can see the veins throbbing in his forehead. <laughs> Expect new documentaries, audio commentaries, interviews, behind the sofa. A Douglas Adams tribute, 5.1 surround sound on Destiny of the Daleks and Sharda, many of the old DVD special features and more. Officially, this box set will hit the stores on the 13th of December 2021, but given the history, suggest that might slip. <laughs> now say it as if it's offered you fish and chips. <laughs> no. Next and, article. And Keith will be in the queue to buy that Next article. Article. Be, What he doesn't know is I've midnight. already got it on order. Yeah. <laughs> Now. <laughs> and now the re- the real reason why J. Michael Straczynski did not take over the showrunner's post. Babylon 5, JMS prepares to reboot. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski has stunned the world by announcing a reboot of 1990s TV classic Babylon 5. JMS tweeted, To answer all the questions, yes, it's true. Babylon 5 is in active development as a series for the CW. We will not be retelling the same story in the same way. There will be no fun and no surprises. 
Better to go the way of Westworld to Bassar Galactica, where you take the original elements that are evergreens and put them in a blender with a ton of new, challenging ideas to create something fresh yet familiar. To those asking why not do a continuation, for a network series like this, it can't be done, because over half the cast are still stubbornly on the other side of the rim. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes. If I were creating Babylon 5 today, for the first time, knowing what I know as a writer, what would it be like? How would it use all the storytelling tools and technological resources available in 2021 that were not on hand back then? Quite how much will change? What will stay broadly the same is yet to be seen, but it'll be fascinating to find out should the pilot result in a series of the CW. Mm. This is quite oh, exciting. Yeah. What's CW? CW is an American network. They, they're best known for doing all the Arrowverse stuff, like yeah, uh, the, Arrow, the Supergirl, oh, yeah, the Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. The Flash. It's going to be good for you because it's still fairly fresh, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you finished watching it? I haven't watched the fifth season, no, because um, I'm not sure I want to because I'm fed up of crying. <laughs> and the first four seasons told me the entire story. So. Am I the only Dead. one in this film that hasn't actually watched I the really entire season? I held, off the, I held off for 30 years. Yes. <laughs> it's the longest the, I've ever gone to make a point. <laughs> except for the occasional Garibaldi jokes. Well, crumbs, you've got to expect one or two. <laughs> I wonder I if any of the original cast members will make a cameo appearance. I expect they, they, they will. Uh, I think well, the surviving, <laughs> the surviving cast. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, unlike Doctor Who, you can't recast, legitimately recast mm. your members. Some of you could probably get away with it. Like yeah, Delenn, you might be able to. She's changed before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kosh wouldn't be a problem. But he's alive <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway. Uh, <laughs> or, or a shadow. <laughs> Doctor Who Exhibitionists. Ooh. Ooh. The company that created the Doctor Who experience, Sana International, have teamed up with BBC Studios again for a new Doctor Who exhibition. Yay! It is unknown if Sana's fee was based on the length of the exhibition's name, which is Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder, where science meets <laughs> fiction. It will be split into eight zones, allowing visitors to explore the science behind Doctor Who and allowing them to experience the Doctor Who's adventures from a scientific perspective. After the problems of attracting enough people to a large building in Cardiff, this new exhibition will initially tour the UK before going international. The tour will kick off in May 2022 and tickets will go on sale sometime this month. But reminds me, we must purchase some. Yes. I didn't think they had problems getting people through the doors at Cardiff. They always seem to... Oh, it's so, so out of the way. I mean, it's a whole other country. <laughs> Who would want to go there? I mean, if you didn't get your ticket quickly for the um, studio tour... Oh, studio tours were sold mm. out, yeah. But also, I, I don't... Yeah, whenever we went, you, you weren't sort of like... Alone. Alone. <laughs> no, but it kind of been a cheap building to, to no. run. Certainly the council lost a lot of money over it. I don't know if BBC Worldwide or Enterprise, whatever they called it at the time. Well, from what we've seen, the council was evil anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so they deserved it. Yeah. Mm. Now they knocked the building down entirely and it's just a car park. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Evil since the dawn of time. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. Will it go to places like XL Centre and NEC? I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought for a few days. Yeah. the exhibition is. Yeah. Gosh, it's exciting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely Could tickets. Be. Returning, Boba Fett and Lost in Space Dating. <laughs> Things are heating up in the streaming sci-fi world with Boba Fett and Lost in Space soon to hit the screens again. Disney Plus will release the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett on the 29th of December to tide us over between Christmas and New Year. Meanwhile, Netflix will drop the third and final season of Lost in Space on the 1st of December 
and also the second season of The Witcher on the 17th of December. Yay. For those interested in the most boring of Marvel's Avengers, <laughs> Disney Plus will start releasing episodes of Hawkeye on the 24th of November. That's harsh. It's <laughs> not boring. It's <laughs> <laughs> <The>, understated. <laughs> these Doctor Who and no doubt many more episodes should make for a good close to 2021. Yes. Mm, read that very well. Thank you. <laughs> Plus, small addendum, we've got our lock and key starting yes. again on October the 22nd. I love how oh, you okay. snuck in with an addendum there. A yeah. small addendum. Mm. Yeah. They hadn't even been asked for. I know. But yeah. it, it seemed an opportune moment as we were <laughs> talking, a talking yeah. of, of things appearing. Yeah. Pop. But speaking of addendums... Yes. Mm. I have one. You have an addendum? Yes. What rumour has it is your addendum? Yes. That Sony are buying out Bad Wolf Productions. Really? Yes, Yes, really. Yes, it's actually... They want to buy Bad Wolf. I'm going to read to you from the Radio Times, which I have prepared. Why would they want Bad Wolf Productions? Doctor Who might be Sony? I was thinking, you know, Doctor Who film that Stephen Moffat really didn't want. <laughs> you uh, I'll just read from Radio Times because it's, you know, the first one I had open. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who produced a bad wolf to be acquired by Sony, in quotation marks. The production company will be, will be working with Russell T Davies on Doctor Who in 2023. Sony is reportedly set to acquire Bad Wolf, the production company teaming up with blah, blah, blah. Production company founded by blah, blah, blah is on the brink of joining Sony following a £60 million deal, according to the channel broadcast. Wow. Mm. And it's a, mm. You've got another link here on Cultbox. OK. Wow, mm. this is new. Hmm, interesting. So did they know about this when they were talking about the Doctor You'd think, if they're on the brink and there's £60 million quid involved, this has been going on for months. You would think so. <laughs> so did the BBC know about this? Yeah, is that, well, that's what I mean. Oh, I thought you meant Bad Wolf. Yeah, no, no, sorry. no. Yeah, does that change anything? The, the deal is still with Bad Wolf. Yeah, yeah. I, I would a... imagine it doesn't change anything at all because the contract was signed as Bad Wolf. Mm. So and Sony would be obliged to uphold as the contracts have been signed. Yeah, and they wouldn't have any rights to the product as Sony. No, so Sony couldn't suddenly go off and say, "Oh, we now own Doctor Who" because we make it any more than Bad Wolf can say we own Doctor Who. No, because they're just it's, no. the, it's the BBC's yeah. intellectual property. Yeah, we don't quite know what the deal is with yeah. uh, with that. Presumably, BBC won't have given away the rights to Doctor. Yeah, they'd be pretty thick if they did. But there must mm. be something. As we said last time, there must be something they're getting out of it, not just Russell their, T. The Davis studio feeling the, happy. Yeah, because why the BBC pay over the odds to yeah. have it made externally when they can make it internally? Oh, it's all fascinating get, stuff. If they make spin-offs for Doctor Who, do they keep the spin-offs or at least keep half the rights to the spin-offs or, or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering how much, although. It's difficult, actually, for the BBC to make anything in-house anymore because there isn't really an in-house. Everything's done by contracts. They don't have in-house writers, in-house producers or directors or anything anymore. They haven't for years. It's well, all... Doctor was in-house. Right? Yeah, kind of, but it's still done by companies. They're all freelance rather than BBC employees these days. No, I, I don't, don't think that's true of Doctor uh, No, not with, not with, B, um, not with um, Eccles Pop. No, I think that hasn't been true with Doctor up till now. Because yeah. uh, I think 
Chibnall was a BBC employee. Mm. I think Moffat before him was a BBC employee. Certainly all the people in the production office were BBC employees. They actually, they were in Rothlock. They had mm. an office in Rothlock, yeah. which presumably is now closing down, shifting over to Bad Wolf. I don't think, considering how much money the programme brings in, Sony would be having to bring a lot to the table to make it worth for the BBC as, as when we've gone round. You know, it's the biggest revenue provider they have of all their TV shows. But you've got Bad Wolf does more than just Doctor Who. Mm. Yeah, not much so, more than Doctor well, Who. That <laughs> looks like that's going to change, though, if yeah, it looks like Sony's it. chucking 60 million quid at it. It could be Which other... isn't that much. No, but it could be <laughs> other like projects. Not, <laughs> not necessarily Doctor Who, but it could be other projects that the BBC want to be involved in or make. Yeah, traditionally... Be, and it's that way of doing it. Or it might be nothing to do with the BBC at all. It's just uh, stuff yeah. that Sony are interested in. Yeah. But Sony don't have a streaming channel alone, do they? They don't have a streaming service. Yeah. So they just sell on to other streaming yeah. services. There, yeah, they, they make stuff. for other people. Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be interesting to see where that one goes. Mm. Yeah, well, And, of course, things have been on the brink before and then not happened. Yeah, fallen so. through. Yeah, yeah. 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 Any more addendums? I have, I have an addendum. Oh, Lord Thomas. It's quite an interesting one here. We have a new animated series, as you may know, Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, yes. Coming up. Kate Mulgrew. With Kate Mulgrew. But apparently they have hooked another Voyager alumni. Oh, God. They're scraping the barrel here, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps... Is it Chakotay? It is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've only that a scoop, really. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, the thing is, is... Um, I can't remember the actor's name. Robert Beltran. Thank you. Robert Beltran has gone on the record on how much he despised Voyager and, tried, at the time. <laughs> and tried to get sacked in the last oh, two oh, seasons. Oh, is that what the acting was about? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. There were issues. Uh, he tried to get himself sacked from <laughs> the last two seasons. But he's coming back for this. But he's coming back for this. He must I... need the money. Money yeah, makes so well. yeah. Go around, go around. Go around. Go around. It's, it's, it's probably because, you know, the people who made Star Trek Voyager, when agents and other companies asked about him, said, yeah, he sulked for two seasons. Don't have a bar of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't do your career any good, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and my last addendum, which I was told not to do last time because I had too many. <sighs> such a what, was, was the X-Wing at the Smithsonian. Oh, oh yes. I saw Adam Savage. Yeah, they, they have it, installed yeah. an X-Wing on a, in the Smithsonian. With the aircraft section, yeah. And what was interesting, because I, I also saw the Adam Savage little YouTube monologue, yep. and he, he went round and looked at it. Where and he fanboyed. Where he fanboyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so clean it up now. But, but that's it, they, they were cleaning it up. <laughs> Not from that, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, well, they were cleaning it up, but as they say, occasionally you get what is called ship rot, where <laughs> the packing case rubs against the hull and rubs the paint off of the yeah, aircraft yeah. and whatever and they were about to clean that off or clean that up when they were told no that's actually deliberate it was put on by the stagehands yeah battle damage yeah that's the thing with Star Wars uh, ships and props they all meant to look yeah. used and warm yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the end of the news listeners we've all been watching something marvelous it asks the question what if stephen 
Tell us about it. So, What If is a cartoon series by Marvel which explores the alternate storylines in the multiverse of our familiar characters from the stories. So, like Captain America, Black Widow, and all um, as they would have been in other dimensions. Mm, yes. Alternate paths not mm, taken. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you based... think of them? Bloody marvellous. Sorry, Adam, I'd cut right across <laughs> you. It's based on a comic <laughs> yeah. series, isn't it? Yeah. It's based on the comic, like uh, DC's Elsewhere's. Yeah. It's oh. alternate realities. I do own one. There was an issue where, what if Death's Head had lived? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? The only one I've got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, they are good fun, and we get to see our characters living out different adventures and see a different story take place. Some of them are a bit melancholy, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> the, um, oh, yeah. Although the best death on screen was happy in the zombie one. Yeah. <laughs> Shouting pew pew as they were It takes the films, uh, the film series that we've seen as a launching board, as a basis, mm. yeah. but then goes off at some 90 degree angle. Each one's only half an hour long. Mm. But boy, do they pack a lot into half an hour. Mm. My least favourite one is the zombie one. Not because it's a bad one, but I think it's because the story is just too big for half an hour mm, and yeah. it just ends yeah right, well that's okay. it i mean yeah the final scene of that is the uh, zombie thanos yeah, it, yeah with the it, infinity yeah, gauntlet yeah, yeah. he could have gone on for mm. another there yeah. is lead in to the final stories yes yeah. so the first one we had was captain carter captain yeah. carter that's my favorite <laughs> you, you just um, want muscle-bound women <laughs> <laughs> And your problem with that? <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish at one point they had called her Captain England or yeah. Captain, Captain Britain. Britain, there Britain. Captain Britain. Yeah. There is a Captain Britain, but yeah. Um, or Captain United Kingdom, because yeah. the, the Union Jack or the yeah, Jack, obviously. for those who want yeah. to say we're not On the vibranium shield. On the... Uh, shield and that kind of stuff it, i thought that one was quite interesting with the role reversals yeah, yeah. especially as most of the other ones they were the person they if you know what i mean so tony stark becomes our yeah that's the only one where the person we know as captain yeah. america yeah. wasn't captain yeah. america although he went in the uh, big um mm. well it could say it's iron man hydra stomper yeah i loved the uh, Chintala, Chintala one. Which was the second one. Which, yeah, as, yes. as, which was a nice little oh, good spin. Grief, yes. mm. A nice yeah. little spin on the actual film. Because mm. yes. when's a, I'm Star-Lord. Who? When <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm yeah. Star-Lord. You're Star-Lord! You're brilliant! Hero worship. Which is, I thought, a nice little mm. little twist. The, the first one is the only one which really took the same storyline and just replayed it. Yeah. Mm. But with a few differences. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is, obviously, Captain America First Avenger. Whereas, from this point on, episode two ones, they're all very different. They don't... Mm. Yeah. Oh, good grief, yeah. There's only callbacks in the second one. Like, you have scenes which are familiar. Yeah. But the whole the storyline as a whole is very different. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Thanos is particularly amusing in that one. Yes. Um, The episode that stuck in my mind the most was where uh, most of the Avengers get killed off by an unseen force. That's the third one. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Where it came to Thor, I mean, Agent... 
Coulson was drooling over him. <laughs> he was, not he? Yeah. He's beautiful. <laughs> like a Nordic Chippendale. Yeah, yeah. yeah he smells like a, something. What was it? I can't remember. Yeah, it's, it's a side of Coulson that yeah, wasn't revealed before. Yeah. In, not only in the films, but also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. 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 My favourite one was, I think, the fourth one, the frat boy one. Oh, no, that's Doctor Strange. That's Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange, which I absolutely loved. It's mm. heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 But it's yeah. really good. And that's that's one of the few ones where you end up with two versions of Doctor mm, Strange yes. occupying the same yeah. point in the multiverse. So are multiversal versions that don't know about each other. They actually are, yeah. are a split personality to the extreme. And what made me laugh about this episode was some of the uh, entities that uh, Doctor Strange was calling up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He started off with a... <laughs> A malevolent garden gnome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I liked that there was the part of me sitting going, okay, so they've been reading the Doctor Who playbook. It's a fixed point in time. Yeah. 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 They, they didn't call it that, but it was that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Yeah. It was very much a reference. Well, you, you, you had... Ve- uh, sorry. You had a variation of that in, in Infinity War... And Endgame, I there's only one chance that we get at this, only one fixed yes. point. Mm, yeah. So, but I think of all of them, that's the most poignant. Oh one. yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, mm. definitely. The most, the, the funniest one is the uh, frat boy party. Yeah, animal. definitely. That's that's what, what would happen if uh, Loki Four, wasn't around? Seven, if Loki yeah. and Thor yeah. weren't brothers. Mm, yeah. So mm. before that, the next one was what if zombies? Yeah. Yes. Which is actually a comic. Sh- uh, series in Marvel. But, uh, like I said, that's probably why it was too big a story for what went Maybe. on. Maybe. I tend yeah, to agree because... the weakest of them. But... Yeah. Which episode did Hank Pym appear in? That was... Uh, There's the zombies, wasn't it? The one no. where he's killed off. Mm. That's it, yeah. Off. Or the Avengers World killed lost off. World's Mightiest Heroes, yeah. Yeah, because you had the zom- yeah, zombie uh, yeah, wasp. Yeah, Killmonger rescues... I thought that one was interesting. Killmonger rescues Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. So Tony Stark doesn't become Iron Man. Because he doesn't spend yeah. that time in the cave. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't change his attitude. And yeah, he like gets no humility. also mm. brought in Black Panther and that whole world as yeah. well. Wakanda. Wakanda. Mm. Wakanda forever. Yeah, and the appearance of uh, Captain Marvel, who I felt was you know, sort of rather underused in this. In the series, but I think mm. it's like the, the actual TV series. She exists, but we don't see her to the very last. Too powerful. Yes, the character is exceedingly powerful. Of course, we forgot to mention that all this is being observed by the Watcher, yes. who is very big and starry until who, you actually see him when he's quite normal size. Who I think have actually appeared in one of the Gardens of the Galaxies. Yes, they were there at the end the, of... Yeah, they yeah. were... They were the second a, one, was a, it? A cutaway or, or whatever. I think they're one of the five yeah. <laughs> closing yeah. credits things. In yeah. The, yeah. Yes, thing. and... When was Howard the Duck an Avenger? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> then the one, that I th- the fat boy one, I think, which is the funniest one. Yeah. Thor were they, an only child. They yeah. knock down Stonehenge like it's dominoes. <laughs> yeah. And then when they're in trouble at the end, they're frantically standing about. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but I, they did it in National Lampoon's a European vacation. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Sitting there watching that, I'm thinking Animal House or, or um, mm. a, a, American Pie. 
And Superman 2. It's that type of film. The, uh, the uh, linear tower Pisa, didn't they? Yeah, straight, oh, straight yeah, straight that. <laughs> the last two are kind of joined, which yeah. is Ultron 1. Ultron basically yep. kill, the, destroy the world and yep. start to yep. bring peace to the entire oh. universe <laughs> by destroying it and realises there's the multiverse. Then you've got... Things get quite bad when he realises that. The break broke his... Oath. Oath, which is like the second half of that. Yeah. Mm. Which is also sort of a, a callback to every single, nearly every single episode we've seen so far. Yeah. Pretty that much, yeah. Missing, which was meant to be in the series, yeah. but it was cut out for some reason about Gamora. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. One thing I wasn't expecting was that this, for this to include the actual actors being the voices yeah. where, where, they where possible. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, yeah. where they yeah. can. Some of the big names weren't there. Yeah, yeah, but some of the no other Robert big Downey names. Jr.'s, no Chris Evans, no Chris yeah, Pratt. But Chris Hemsworth was, yeah. Karen Gillan was, yeah, yeah, Benedict well, Cumberbatch, I, I Hayley Atwell, that, yeah. Think, plus it also made a very nice swan song for the guy who played uh, yeah, King... Oh, uh, it was the last thing. It's the last thing Chadwick Boseman yeah, recorded. Right. Mm. He got a little mm. dedication on his, his own episode, mm. but he yeah. appeared he in three or four, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. Also, I would like to point out, I, I'm impressed by the level of anim- animation here. Very much. Oh, yeah. It's very good quality. You, CG. You, it, yeah. yeah, but you can recognise everyone on there. Yeah, even when they've got blonde hair and they're not really blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Colin, you're, you're our Marvel expert. What were your highs and lows of it? I enjoyed the series. Like, I knew, I'd known about it coming out for a long time. Uh, I didn't know exactly what it would entail because of it being like a comic rather than a series animation and obviously the story was going to be like different storylines with the characters um going on different adventures because of multiverses and whatnot but i enjoyed it and it was it was nice to see like the characters living out the different adventures and seeing like if one little thing had changed what would have happened where well, that story would have gone in a different direction and how as a series they dealt with it and what's interesting to me is that I've heard and seen several places that there's rumours that the characters from this series could be explored further in live action in the movies. Could be. We might get a... So I saw I heard a rumour that Hayley Captain Outwell, Carter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Captain Carter could be going into Doctor Strange, I believe. Multitude mm-hmm. of madness. Um, that, that's one way of them, if they want to change the gender of any of the leads. Mm. Or just recast in general, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... Just multiverse it. But multiverse it rather than try and fix it into an existing concept because they're not like time lords who regenerate. (laughs) Not generally, anyway, yeah. But it was really cool, like, there were, like, short episodes, not too long, and just fun little romps or adventures of just, Mm. like, well, if they'd changed this one event that you're used to in the movies and this had happened instead, then this would have been what what was the outcome of it. I do think the most notable change was Tony Stark. Mm. Mm. He just needed time being tortured in a cave and being told (laughs) no to learn learn a bit of humility, but nobody ever told him no. He needed a time out. He did. did. Nebula, as much as same, she wasn't damaged, was she? No, she she had hair. Blonde. Blonde. (laughs) And I like the fact that some of the differences were based on very minor things. They weren't big events that no. necessarily yeah. took you to that point where one universe went one way and one well, universe went the other way. Mm. Sometimes there were tiny, yeah. tiny little mm. things. As an example, just Captain Carter standing in a different place. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd like to see more of these. Yeah, and mm. you yeah, should do. Yes. Yeah, they'll yeah. do another season. I, I, I hope it. Yeah, yeah. oh, good, yeah. good, because I think it's been a success. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, just see where they go with it. How many sequels will there be? How many well, there's, fresh there's ideas? Infinite possibilities, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. I also like the fact that whilst you had the the, the one character who was your main person you were looking at so you were looking at strange or you had the other characters there you had bruce banner or the whole yeah. you had hawkeye and that kind of, it it the rest of them weren't ignored but yeah. they were their characters as we tend to know them in the respective universes mm. so the one bit that did get me almost teared up was um in that last episode when spoiler 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 <laughs> 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 when um black widow comes back and then they put her back in like the multiverse oh, that lost yeah. the yeah. in the universe that lost their black widow and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I also like the small little tip of the hats and Easter eggs, such as Captain Carter grabbing hold of Bucky and pulling him up and him complaining that you almost ripped my arm off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was good that they were all solo stories, but then they did link up. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's one thing I was wondering as I was watching this series. It's like, are they going to go away with this to have it at the end link up? And obviously it then eventually did. And you're like, oh, OK. We'd like to know what you chaps, chapesses, etc. thought of what if, question mark. You can tell us by writing to show at staggeringstories.com. Net. Net. Come on, stupid. Dear listeners, once again, it is time to discuss those things that have washed up on our auditory and literary shores in Flotsam and Jetsam. Me and Keith have got a joint Flotsam and Jetsam. We have. Oh, we have. Can you say down. this in polite company? <laughs> Snuggling down and watching things together. We watch oh, Netflix. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. Something called Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. And yes. It's divine. Yeah. It's literally. Oh, it was so good. We blitzed it over two evenings. Blimey. It's basically, and without giving stuff away it's set on a little island a fishing island um it's rather run down because bad investments have been made made. Uh, there's only yeah Yeah. there's only 127 people working out and living on this island it's modern day and basically the prodigal son comes home he's been involved in a car accident where he Mm -hmm. was drunk Mm -hmm. and he killed a woman Mm -hmm. he spent time Mm -hmm. in prison prison. and he's come home to this island just as a new young priest arrives who's replacing their old monsignor who's about 90 years old and went for a trip to the holy land and fell ill so is in hospital and things <laughs> Odd things start to happen, such as a young girl who was shot in the back by accident in a hunting accident um, and had been wheelchair bound for the past five years can suddenly walk. Miracles. Mm. Miracles. Miracles happen. Elliot from E.T. plays the, um, <laughs> the drunk driver's dad. 
Okay. He's a he's a fisherman. Most of the cast are from like the Haunting of Hill House, the Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. There's one woman I can't remember the actor's name. I think it's because I'm so angry with the character. Oh, the yeah. character's the char- called Bev Keen, and she is so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the actress is fantastic. She but, the, oh, I despise the, her. The, the character can quote the scriptures backwards and forwards mm. and knows them instantly and can quote anything to justify her the, actions. Yeah. but she doesn't understand she's the least christian person you've (laughs) ever met and yeah odd things start happening (laughs) for instance one odd thing that happened was one morning after a storm they all woke up and there were hundreds of dead cats lying on the beach who didn't have a drop of blood in them cats cats Cats. meow okay Mm. it's a bit weird what channel is this on it's on netflix Netflix. and what was it called midnight Midnight Mass. mass I am telling you now, Jean, it is glorious and it's wonderful, but I don't think you'd like it. (laughs) I spent much of the last episode in tears. Oh, yeah. And I just cannot listen to the hymn, Uh, Abide With Me. Yeah. I mean, it was bad enough when they kept playing it on Titanic when bad things were happening, (laughs) but they play it in this and in various forms. Sometimes you hear it in full. Sometimes it's just a gentle piano playing it slowly. One note at a time. In the background. (laughs) This is, I just can't rave about this show enough, but I can't tell you anything else about it Mm. without spoiling it. But it really is worth a listen. It is uh, written and directed by Mike Flanagan, who in the past has done The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Doctor Sleep, Oculus and Absententia. And they've all been various degrees of horror. They are not slasher, guts, blood everywhere horror. It's psychological. Mm -hmm. It's where you sit down and think... Something's wrong with this picture. <laughs> yes. I don't know what, oh. but something's wrong. The horror spe- is implied. Speaking yeah. of the picture, some of the camera work in this is amazing. It just adds so much to it. Like if someone, the the um the drink driver, he's he's c- completely torn. He knows what he did. Uh, he knows he's killed a person, but he's trying to find himself. And the camera angles used when he's in an mm. AA meeting with the young priest is all over the place, or, which he was. Or when he's asleep yes. or trying to go to oh, get to bed. Oh, yes. When he goes to sleep, he yeah. suddenly goes, it goes from horizontal sideways. to vertical. And that's <laughs> yeah. all we're going to say about that. Yeah. So Mimbari. Midnight Mass, <laughs> Netflix... Highly recommended. So the if dumb I watch seal this, of do it in the daytime. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that. Okay, well, I have been, unusually for me, to a musical. Ooh. Great Scott! Like yes. The sound of music has got to him. <laughs> Back to the future. Oh. Oh. musical. That makes sense. Yeah, in the West End in London, at the Adelphi Theatre, and it was amazing. I highly recommend it. Could you sing us one of the songs? I can't remember any of them, apart from the obvious ones. Could you <laughs> sing us in... one of the obvious ones? <laughs> Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Back in Time, or yeah. Power of Love. So it's retelling the story from the film, mostly. <laughs> they make a few changes because of it's on the stage. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do on the stage, but they've, they're really clever. Bob Gale, who wrote Back to the Future, has written this. Oh, good. All the familiar characters are there. What's he got? Doc Brown, Martin McFly. Einstein? No dogs, unfortunately. Oh. No dogs, no. They changed that, so it isn't Was he a cat? Einstein doing the first <laughs> time travel trivia. It's Doc. Oh, OK. The cast are incredible. Marty 
and George McFly in particular are so spot on to the film version. The guy playing Doc Brown takes it a slightly different direction. He's not trying to... To yeah. mimic, it's an interpretation. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd so much, yeah. but he's really he does a really good interpretation of Doc. It's weird seeing Doc Brown do a song and dance routine, <laughs> 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 but it's really funny, particularly with him on a, a mono wheel thing and oh, with a whole cast of people dressed up in weird sci-fi outfits dancing mm. <laughs> around. Jeez. Then you've got the scene where Marty wakes up in his mother's bed back in 1955. Suddenly you've got three women climbing through the window to do a song and dance routine with them. And they actually reference Mm it. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. They they take lots of the jokes from the original. They either replay it or they they twist them slightly. They go in a different direction. It takes you by surprise and it's good. It's funny. They're not afraid to break the the fourth wall. And the special effects are incredible. So how do they do the DeLorean going at 88 miles an hour? Because that would be rather quick across the stage. It's not that that big a stage, but uh, they do have a DeLorean, Mm -hmm. a couple of DeLoreans, in fact, which does drive around or Mm. spin around and move around on the stage a bit. And they really cleverly use screens. They've got a a screen at the back Mm. and a semi-transparent screen that goes over the front of the stage. So the car's wedged in between. And it gives a really good illusion of the car Mm. going at speed. You see the streets go by and everything. And then... The flash. The flash. Then the back screen must go up because suddenly the car is crashing into a bale of hay. Cool. Really cleverly done. (laughs) Really, really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's not cheap and it is pretty much sold out all the time. This one's booked quite far in advance. Worth watching. And you can only watch it in London at the moment. Surprising me. I I thought they would have opened it in in, uh, Broadway or something like that, but they haven't. It's just in London at the moment, anyway. Anyone else got a thing? Mm -hmm. I have a thing. Tell us your thing. Right, my Flotsam and Jets. TV-wise, myself and Fake Crumbie have been having a marathon watching of Howard's Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! From late 80s, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. The mid-80s. Early 80s. 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. Litton. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Litton, yes. And, is, uh, the one, is that the one with Larry Lamb in it? No. That's Triangle. Triangle. Oh, that's that was the one on the ship. Mm. Yeah. No, this, um, well, to the uninitiated, sort of Howard's Way features, um, it, well, it's it's a drama set in the sort of yachting and the sort of business community all near south coast of England. It was something we could all relate to. It had the bald well, guy because, from um, Vengeance of Varys, didn't it, as well? That's right, yeah, Stephen yeah. Yardley, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as I say, because it uses a lot of the locations that are known to myself and uh, fake Crumbly. <laughs> yes, yeah, a couple, months, so a couple of months. <laughs> A couple of months ago, we did do an unofficial uh, Howard's Way tour around uh, yeah, sort of, sort of Bursledon. In a boat? Um, yeah, we did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually went past the uh, the big uh, mansion on, on the shores of the uh, River Hamble that was used as uh, Charles Freer's home. Were you standing on the front singing the music at the no, top of your voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there again, I mean, uh, one of the characters... Well, right, obviously, sort of a few of the characters do yeah, sort of do have sci-fi roots. Now, OK, you've got Stephen Yardley, yep. Maurice Colborn, and mm. uh, Tony Anholt, who played... Uh, um, Tony oh, yeah. Videshi in uh, Space 1999. Good grief. Yep. Right, what else? Netflix. Myself and Fake Crumbly, we did start watching Midnight Mass. <laughs> okay. But oh. it's going to be a solo effort, you know, if, if yours truly, because... Um, did she chicken out? No, Fake Crumbly didn't like what happened to the cats at the end of the first yeah. episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the cats were too pleased either. No. <laughs> they probably got better. Oh, yeah, they would 
did that. I kept having to reassure her they're not real cats, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you notice how they, they must have put seagulls. stuff? Because mm. the seagulls were really coming down yeah. and having a go at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, so that or they were real cats. <laughs> yeah, so that, that upset her a little bit, that did. <laughs> right, book-wise, I am revisiting my roots and a series of books that got me into science fiction. The Bobsy Twins at Home? No. No, the uh, the Lensman series by E. Doc Smith. Oh, yeah. It's typical space opera from the 1940s and 1950s. You know, sort of lantern-jawed heroes in rocket ships, <laughs> horrible, nasty aliens, and sort of big space battles. So. Excellent. I mean, it's typical sort of grandiose space opera. Cool. Mm. Anyone else? We've done ours. Uh, well, I've been doing other things. Oh. Besides, besides bawling my eyes out and scaring myself due to midnight mass, <laughs> I have been on something of an animation or animation Ooh. click kick. Mm-hmm. We have, for this podcast, watched uh, what, if? what If. Indeed. We have, as we're going to be going later, Got Evil of the Daleks, which is animation. Yes. I've also watched the second season of Lower Decks. Which oh, yeah. has been yeah. hilarious. Oh, I've got, I've got so to catch funny. that. Hilarious mm-hmm. with Easter eggs, and hopefully we'll be able to review that at some point in time yes. in the near future. Yeah, that's going to get really busy. Also, also, <laughs> I have been watching what is it, Hour of the Wolf, the mm. Witcher animation on Netflix. You watched that without me? No, we watched it together. Oh, We watched it together. It was that good, was it? <laughs> Was you asleep? No, I can't. I can't remember any of it. Oh no! It actually uh, it's set before the Witcher TV series and before yeah. the books, and does actually fill in a lot of uh, the background, like why it's got Vesemir in it. It's got yeah, Vesemir. It. It's Vesemir. <laughs> you remember now, don't you? <laughs> uh, explains why Kier Morhan, where the witches are founded, is such a ruin. Oh, okay. It explains a little bit about that. Point, yeah. yeah, it did. Uh, explained it really well. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's the Iceland thing all over again, isn't yeah. it? I can't remember watching this. <laughs> oh, dear. Also, I have been... Because I got browbeat and hammered and shouted at at the last podcast, I, I am rereading the rules for the Doctor Who role-playing game. Oh, yeah. The, the, the updated... Just the new Wataka re- version. Yeah, you the mean Wataka when we asked Wataka. nicely if you'd be a games ah, master? Ask nicely! <laughs> Uh, just to remind myself, one, how to play it and see what else has changed. Yeah, we're going to do role-playing. <laughs> Make it a weekend, I can come. Yep, definitely. We're old, it could be our Saturday night. <laughs> OK, everyone. Oh, sorry, carry on. If you've got one. Yeah. Bond, Not much of one, but I just wanted to say that I, uh, with my sister, watched um, The Muppets Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is their attempts, it's about 52 minutes or so, their attempts at a telling of The Haunted Mansion, which I think I watched the day before, for the first time ever, the actual original Haunted Mansion, yeah. and then the day after we watched The Muppets one. Mm-hmm. It's quite fun. <laughs> doesn't be Christmas Carol, but yeah. it was still a really fun like Muppets adventure. All all the um, other characters in Haunted Mansion characters. It's worth oh. a watch for a while. Mm, I must catch it. I think my Disney's about to expire. I've cancelled it for the time being. Oh. Now that What If is finished and uh, there's not much else on for a little bit. Mm. Also, yeah. I should mention Bond as well. No oh. Time to Die is finally out. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching. Yes. <laughs> Beware spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't seen it yet. Definitely no. on the list. That and Dune. Yes. Dune mm. is out mm. in a week or two, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I have reactivated my Sin World card. <laughs> 
There's Ghostbusters out too at some point soon. Ooh. Right. We would love to know what you guys have been watching, listening to, reading or playing with. <laughs> Tell us about it. Does it buzz? Via show. At Staggering Stories. Dot Net. Right, aside from what if, question mark, we've been watching another animation. We, we have, have indeed. I have. And <clears throat> one episode of actual footage. Oh, which yep. We've saw, been yes. watching Evil of the Daleks. Pause for music. <laughs> just say straight off the bat here even the daleks is the only doctor who episode i've ever watched where it name checks two other episodes <laughs> oh, really? Which, what the they? doctor speaks about the power of the daleks right and was it the destiny of the daleks oh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah a future story yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's time lord yeah it's also the first time the doctor wears a face <laughs> ah. Momentarily, but the doctor says, <laughs> We saw this in colour, though, didn't Ooh. we? Oh. We saw it at the BFI. No. Yeah. I put up on Facebook something the other day. I've seen a Doctor Who story that no longer exists in colour. Uh, yeah. I we watched chose, it in the original black yeah, and white. Yeah, we chose black and white, and we had the, the second episode that still exists ooh, installed. Oh, 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 Funky Gibbon? May I point out a continuity error? <gasps> What? Okay. In the first episode, yes. um, the guy who goes into the, the throne room or the teleportation yeah. room, Waterfield. in the first animation, he's wearing a suit, but in the you know, sort of second episode... The live action. He's wearing a roll-neck pullover. I don't... Uh, yeah, not, not Walterston, it would not have been... Not Waterfield, the other guy. Kenneth. The guy Kenneth. gets killed. Yes. The guy gets yeah. killed. Uh, yeah, I did notice that. Mm. I, I thought I'd imagined it, mm. I've got to admit, okay. but yeah. I wonder if that was a continuity error in the original, or if they've just, just messed it. up the animation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm but going for oh, messed up the animation. Overall, this animation is so good. The Daleks look Unlike. so sharp. Yeah. It looks Unlike as the if they've done, they've done yeah. the animation... <laughs> And then they've got the actual Daleks yes. in there. They're yeah. that sharp oh, and that yeah. like, like they did before with Power of the Daleks. Mm. Yeah. The Daleks yeah. themselves looks to be... I'm not complaining, but they look to be completely from a different they are so category good. Yes. of animation. They are. If yeah. I have They're one quibble with this animated. one, and I enjoyed this from beginning to end, no problem with the animation, thought it was excellent. Yes. My one minor gripe with the second episode, which still exists... Theodore Maxtable, mm -hmm. he is, oh. his hair and his mm, yeah. beard are insane. It's like yeah. he's got this, he's got a, ru a big lion's mane rough around his head. He looks like Karl Marx. Yeah. Uh, but the animation makes him look too combed. Yeah. His <laughs> hair and beard should yeah. have been just outrageous. That's the only now, gripe. If, uh, and if, I thought Waterfield looked like Dracula. You thought yeah. false yeah, was Dracula. Yeah. One thing that was omitted... Mm -hmm. that featured in the Faceless Ones and a couple of the other um, animated episodes, was there was no wanted poster of uh, Delgado's master anywhere. No, there no. were definitely some Easter eggs. But, yeah, the, the, yes. the, the, the shield behind them at one point was had the family uh, the family crest of Whitaker. Yeah, it's yes. them all, because you've got Troughton, <laughs> Baker, Davison, Eccleston, Whitaker, each, each of the shields yeah. is yeah. a different doctor. The but they do misspell Whitaker. Yeah. There's, there's only well, one I, I thought I yeah. thought it was... Um, I didn't think it was the Doctor. I thought it was the writer 
the, all the others are doctors. Though. Yeah, I got to. I, like I didn't. And I, got David, I didn't notice the others. Doesn't yeah. David Whittaker have two T's as well? No. Oh, okay. No, so yeah. that's why I thought it was David Whittaker. Yeah, that would have worked for David Whittaker, but then he'd be the only one who isn't Wasn't a doctor. A doctor. Yeah. I think this is sexism at play here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I don't. I think someone <clears> just the, forgot um, a T. The first episode where they follow the guy to the lockout from yeah. Gatwick. There are some posters on, on the wall. Yeah. And there's a few. <laughs> there's there's a Tom Baker on on there. Mm. With there's some that's... nice little Easter eggs on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some tips of the hat that were missing. Because um, what was the name of the um, electronics company in the uh, Idiot's Lantern? That magpie. Magpie. There wasn't. There was an ad in one of the mm. previous animations for that. Mm. Obviously, it was set lots of it in Victorian period or mm. 1855, is it something like that? Yeah. A bit before Magpie's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, because um, yeah, there was an advert for it at um, what was it Heathrow or Gatwick? Yeah. Gatwick. Gatwick. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it follows straight on from Faces mm. One. So that's yeah. it. It's still a Gatwick. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of Faces One, somebody's nicked Nick the TARDIS. The TARDIS. Yeah. One thing we did notice with the Gatwick stuff. Security was <laughs> unforgivably lax yes. back in 1967. Yeah, yeah. A little bit slapdash. Just a yeah, touch. Yeah. And another thing we noticed... Oh, God, where did that thought go? I don't know. Yeah. Have you tried down the back of the sofa? It might oh. be with Adam's tablet. Yeah, it could be. It's really annoying. Dum, 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 no, you carry on. That, that thought's dum. gone. No, because you're going to sit a bolt up like three o'clock tomorrow and <laughs> scout at me. <laughs> I remember! I've remembered! Oh, right, oh. there you go. <laughs> Jamie McCrimmon. Yes. yes. We love Jamie McCrimmon. Yes. I think do. it is agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. But sometimes Jamie McCrimmon reminds me of Joey from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's yep. an innocent with a heart of gold. And when once in a while he says something intelligent, people tend to ignore it. Like when he said, oh, perhaps they're bringing these artefacts back from uh, forward in time with some sort of time machine. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, no, 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 that can't be it. But, yeah, Which so it is. Jamie is Joey from Friends. I, I got to <laughs> also, I have to ask whether the stunt with the door and the uh, pole in it was actually televised or was created where Jamie's trying to get through the door and it won't open so the doctor opens it inwards oh I'm sure I that, suspect that yes, was televised that looks yeah. like I think that's probably a bit of business that uh, Fraser and uh, yeah. Pat Trout and, came and, up with here and also I like to point out that it, during this, I had a Riddler moment. Oh, okay. Ooh. A crisis. <laughs> yeah. I had a, you remember when you said that you have this image that you can remember oh, yes, with yes, the Cybermen? Yes, I had from the, the Tomb of the Cybermen. The first time I saw that, yeah. I jumped at the point at which the Cybermen grabbed the Doctor's ankles and went cold and went, oh my God, I remember seeing this on TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, Attack on Cybermen. I I have an image of a Dalek's head exploding and foam and whatever coming out, but I had no idea in what uh, connotation it uh, fitted. But yeah, it it was an animation, but it was an episode seven of this. And you would have been three years old. Not even three three years old. That is amazing. Yeah, because that was about the age I would have been. I I have no connection with where it came from or what it was, (laughs) but I I remember. Personally, it was repeated in. 1982 and he was actually he was actually 25 years old I think in technical terms they've done quite well on this one the sound quality considering that this has been taken from a reel to reel audio (laughs) off of a microphone pointed at a TV set in someone's living room yeah Yeah. Um, there's points you can hear it coming and out only a couple couple of points but I think they've done really really well with the audio quality Marquez is getting very good at it Mm. Um, 
the actual animation is leaps and bounds above whatever <laughs> else they've done. I think they've really... Um, but Very I, that's, good, wasn't it? And yeah. I think it's not so much because the money, they've actually been able to give more time oh, on yeah, this yes. one than yeah, they have on the other ones. I, I, the, the only thing I can compare this to is with uh, Power of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Now, Power of the Daleks was very good, but this is more polished. Mm. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's only had more time. It's seven episodes. Yeah. I think they get away with it in this one. Yeah. I mm. sat through to the BFI in effectively one block. There was a, yeah, there was a, a brief 15-minute something in, interview with Mark Ayres in between. But that was a long old yeah. stint, seven yeah. episodes. And, and those seats really are like comfortable. Uh, but I was never in any danger of falling asleep, which I have no. been with a few others. Of that's, that's, that's the thing. We watched it in two... We watched it two... two four, four in one, three in the other, in comfort. And I didn't once feel like I was sort of... Ooh, is that a cobweb up in the corner? I wonder where the cat is. Can, you know? can, can we just put it into perspective? You didn't once start to breathe heavily. I didn't or, fall asleep. <laughs> no, you didn't snore once. You were there. You were... I have to say with the animations, though, I find the colour versions easier on the eye. Easier to watch, I think, because I get some more of the shading. Mm. Um, if I was watching them in order, so if I'm doing a, right, let's watch everything from episode one to episode, then I'd probably watch the black and whites because I think it'd jar slightly if I'd yeah. watched the black Suddenly and white colour and the black colour. and white. Mm. But if I'm watching it in a standalone, or oh, what do I fancy tonight mood, I'd watch the colour versions over the black and white mm. versions. And I think I do, yeah. you just get a little bit more depth to them because the way they can use the colour for shading and that mm. kind of I stuff th- that you lose a bit with the black and white. I think when they're compositing it, when they're doing the final colour grading, like that, they're doing it for colour. Mm. Yeah. Then they yeah. just desaturate it. Mm-hmm. If they started off doing it in black and white, they might make slightly different choices with the colour yeah, grading yeah. and stuff like that. So I think the colour is probably the best way to see it if you want to get the, full, the animator's view of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because traditionally although these were filmed in black and white, they were made by people whose skill set was working with black and white. Yeah. And they could do stuff like with that that we couldn't even think of now kind of style because that's not how the mindset works on filming. But, yeah, I also I find it very interesting. This is the penultimate story in that season. Yeah. Yet the Doctor only regenerated mm. a couple of episodes ago. Now it seems to be the Doctor must generate at the end of a season or series, and yeah. you can't have a new Doctor until the beginning yeah. of the next series or yeah. season. They actually used to do it midway mm. through sometimes. Well, <laughs> only a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, for the first couple of Doctors, I think it was from about the third onwards. Mm. Yeah, for Troughton, he wasn't at the beginning of the season, and obviously for Colin Bakery, he was yeah. the end of the season, but otherwise. <laughs> All right, we've had a run of uh, Patrick Troughton episodes. Now, I do believe uh, Galaxy 4 is being released yes, next it month. Is. Yes, mm. that'll be interesting you know, to watch you know, because solely it's William Hartnell. Yeah, it is. Also, as a slight Easter egg on the poster on one of the walls in front of the garage, modern day, it was. Was it the Dervishes? The Dervishes from Galaxy Four. Oh, was it? Okay. There was a little picture of the latest rock band out, and oh. it was it was one of the clones. A hint of what the yeah. was coming next. So this um, episode, of course, introduces Victoria. Yes, yes, yeah. and she's she's a bit of a model in her introductory episode. She spends most of it locked up. Yeah. But she goes from being, let's face it, brave, facing down and defying a Dalek. 
to screaming at her own nipples. <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't remember getting those. <laughs> you know what I mean. She was a contradiction. Like, yes, I'm going to stand up to this monstrous thing. I'm going to refuse to yeah. do what it tells me. But, oh, my God, the wind blew across my ears. I must scream about it. Yes. Yeah, it's an odd one. Because at this point, they knew she was going to be the companion. Yeah. Mm. They'd even gone so far as to sack the woman they'd employed for this story to play Victoria. Yeah. Knowing that they wanted somebody else to do it in the longer term. So they knew. So yeah. They could have beefed her up a bit. They, it only, well, was it last podcast about to keep her a Trakan? Yeah. Again, Nissa, they didn't necessarily know she was going to be a companion at that point. Yeah. She still didn't get much to do. Yeah. Mm. And likewise, here, Victoria doesn't but, get a great deal to do. No, no disrespect to Victoria. No disrespect to uh, Deborah Watling. Yeah, she wasn't the character. wasn't really built for adventuring because <laughs> every no. episode she's in. Yeah, but she's she faces she's it. She's, she's got the bravery there. Yeah, yeah. it just <laughs> comes out of her mouth really loud. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, it struck me very much on the the big finish. That they did the uh, one of the lost stories. Okay. That uh, the character of Victoria was in. I think we've reviewed it. I did it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but the character, even though this is forty years later, yeah. the character hasn't changed at all. It's yeah. still very <laughs> screamy, screamy. Wi- no, I don't want to say wimpy, but <laughs> the poor lass just wasn't built for this type of adventuring. <laughs> no. And obviously they wanted Pauline Collins from the previous story. Yeah, yeah. To have... Who made the very wise decision not to. Yeah, she would have been a very different companion yes. to Victoria. Mm. Yeah, she was, a, she was a sassy 60s Liverpool lass. Yeah, uh... she wouldn't have taken it. She, she wouldn't she have screamed too much. Yeah. Yeah. Punch, punch first, apologise later. Yeah. So I wonder if they deliberately made her a bit of a screamer just so she could be the one in peril. So Jamie could be brave and strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah probably. But well, it, also there was supposed to be that frisson, wasn't there, between Jamie and Vicky? I mean, OK, Jamie went after anything in a skirt. <laughs> even even <laughs> at the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah chat up yeah. the ladies to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great set, though, honestly. <laughs> so how many does this now leave left to be animated for them to have all stories oh, out? Uh, a good few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good few. Uh, we haven't even got a, a full Troughton yeah. season yet. Probably missing one or two to get that to happen. So there's there's a ton that, of Hartnell. So with the fact that they've done quite a few now, do you think they are going to do all of them? Oh, I think they'd be silly I not to. They yeah. will. Uh, Only if they've got the sound. Which they have for I think everything, haven't they? Yeah, I think they've got the sound for everything. Yeah. Okay, Even good. Feast of Stephen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I've I seen... think that's on, on the CD, so... Yeah, I'm sure I've seen a loose cannon thing of that. Cool. I know they've got issues with... An obvious one to do is Jamie's first story, Highlanders. Oh, yeah. But I, I've heard the animators say they're, they're not looking forward to it because it's so difficult to animate the Tartan. Oh, the Tartan, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. He was at the last uh, big was. finish, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, But if you look at that. Troughton in these animations, he hasn't got stripy no, trousers. No, um, As he yeah. should have. Just because mm. it's so damn difficult to he's, make he's it look good. He's got black check trousers, isn't mm. he? Yeah. Yeah. You can't get away with not having Tartan in the Highlanders. Yeah. Or are we yeah. just going to have Highlanders who've suddenly discovered denim jeans? Mm. No, no, I, I think we'll have Tartan Highlanders, but it would only be seen from the waist down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, they didn't have Tartan back then because it's a Victorian yeah, but you know kind I mean, of idea, it's... but it was part of the story. And yet you've got a fair few of them. It's the Battle of Culloden, so you, mm. you can't really get away. Mm. One last thing I would like to say is, and again, this is directed towards the Daleks, Mm -hmm. even though it's animation, 
they are constantly twitching and yeah. moving. Oh, good grief. Like yeah. Daleks do. Like Daleks yeah. do, yeah. They are constantly... Oh, the stoned Daleks, the humanised Daleks. Oh, oh. Yeah. Dizzy Daleks. Dizzy Daleks. So <laughs> wonderful. Going back to their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. The one that he had his high eye stalk in yeah. the air and he's spinning round. And looking at things. <laughs> yeah. And one giving See, the doctor a ride. Now we know where the <laughs> <Hunter Scarlo> come from. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with that is it's Roy Skelton doing yeah. some of the Daleks. <laughs> and he sounded very zippy. He's he very did. Zippy. <laughs> <laughs> Too zippy at times, yeah. But they were wonderful. I haven't watched all of the extras, but apparently you've got the animation in black and white, you've got yep. the animation in colour, and you've got the telly snap scenes. Mm. And the is, original episode. Yeah. And the original episode. And the telly snaps are basically just as some fans sat there with their reel-to-reel recorder and the microphone pointed at the screen, Thank someone else did. took their camera and every so many seconds took a picture mm. of their television set <laughs> yeah. and they put them together. That was professionally done too. Yeah. yeah. Actors could actually employ this company as yeah. person to get photos yeah, for, for their own uh, now, portfolio. Uh, many, many, many years ago, a small group of fans called Loose Cannon actually put those together for as the episodes which went around fandom. Mm-hmm. With some animation of their own. With some it? animation of their own. And yeah. they are actually I still do watch them occasionally when I want to watch them as episodes. I've got to watch and see how it's compared because someone that's seen Loose Cannon and has watched these said this is not as good as the fan version. Mm. <laughs> I know so. that the fan version they have some three D animated Daleks in there and stuff like that. Mm. Which the BBC one presumably doesn't. No disrespect, but it wouldn't be the first time that a fan produced thing has <laughs> is a better quality than the official. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to the story though, the doctor in this we were discussing mm-hmm. is very seventh doctor. Oh yes, very yeah. manipulative. Yeah, very manipulative, um putting Jamie in a dangerous situation just you know, just to see how yeah. he'll react, just to prove a point. Yeah. Mm. And Jamie threatened to leave. He did. Mm. He said he that was quite, that was the quite, end. But yeah. it, it, this might be the first time, but the uh, the second Doctor is very sneaky, well, manipulative. Tomb of the Cybermen. Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. Tomb of the Cybermen. It's almost as literally as if he goes in, does everything, pulls out the monster, goes boogly, 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 there it is, and then puts it back in the box. Yeah. After a few people have died. After a few people <laughs> have died, yeah. yeah. This was my first impression of getting a seventh Doctor air yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm. And the final end of the Daleks as well. Oh, yeah. Potentially, as, yes. As was intended at the time, and then yeah. they, at the last minute, got cold feet. <laughs> well, no. Well, you, you got that flash of a, a yeah, Dalek. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, after this, it's another five years yes. before they mm-hmm. appear. Because um, Terry Nation, we, we go on about yeah. spin-offs. Yeah. Spin-offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry Nation was going to do a spin-off in he America. Wanted, yeah, he, he wanted to. He took them to America. Yeah, which was basically because mm. he owned the Daleks. But that um, didn't come and about. And that was the intention <laughs> that he would do a film or a series in America that was basically just the Daleks. And when that didn't work, he went crawling back. <laughs> he made him wait till 1972. Yeah. And he didn't write this. This is David Whittaker. Yeah. Who yeah. also wrote The Power of the Daleks. Terry Nation had pretty stopped writing Daleks yeah, and Doctor Terry at this point. Yeah. Would it be unfair of me to say that my favourite Dalek stories are the ones not written by Terry Nation? It's no, a very common be. opinion. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he used to write to a basic format, which was usually nine times out of ten Planet of the Daleks or mm. Death mm. to the Daleks. 
It's the fact that with Genesis, he put in a script and said, there you are, there's your new Dalek script. Yes, this is wonderful, fantastic. But it's the same script that you wrote here and the same script Mm. that you wrote here. Go away and do something else. And that was the genesis of Davros. Yeah. Because he was told Mm. to bugger off and actually write something. I've always had a bit of a problem about how much credit he's given for the Daleks. Because he's... Cusick. It's it's Raymond Cusack. Because he he never actually described... It was just a very brief... The the, the description of them was not... They looked like pepper pots with exterminator arms or anything else. Mm. They were a mechanoid... Mechanoid and glided around. They glided around. And that was basically it. The Dalek is really because of what it looks like more than anything else. And I think Mm -hmm. Ray Cusack deserves so much more credit than he ever gets for, well, for if them. Well, you, you walk really along does. West Street in Horsham, he's got a whole paving stone to himself. Yep. Is it really? Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've um, dotted throughout the town centre in Horsham, they've dotted little um, inscriptions on paving stones mm-hmm. to Horsham people of note from years mm-hmm. gone by, and Ray Cusack was a Horsham boy. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, if you said the Daleks had a mother and father, he's the mother, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mother something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Also, I wonder if we had the surviving episode seven, what we'd think of it now. Because the model work, although great, the models—they were rollicking. rollicking they were, they were the Louis Mark. Yes. No Louis Mark. You could apparently tell the difference between yes. the Louis because they only had so many, so they had to <laughs> film it in such a way, like the Lord of the Rings thing, with some near and some far. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell apparently the difference oh, really? on the telly scene scraps. You can tell the difference between the ickle-ickle some... ones that really close yeah. to the camera. <laughs> And the real one. So it's like the dinosaur someone was holding by its tail. <laughs> that kind of yeah. thing. Well, it's the same if you look back at Power of the Daleks yeah. with their vast Dalek empire. And you're sitting there, they're couple cutouts. Yeah. Or, yeah. or um, Earthshock with three Cybermen and two mirrors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was not good. They didn't make any attempt to even correct the, the neck no. area. It's still yeah. sloped incorrectly. Yeah. It was a shame. But at the time, people probably didn't yeah, care well, too I much. Mean, but... at, at the time... The Willing were... suspension of disbelief. Well, the other thing is, I think what people forget is at the time these were seen in black and white on a TV screen, which was was anything between 12 and if you were really, really rich... 18 inches. Oh, that's, that's wow. filthy talk. And 18 it, inches in 1967. It, was white, it wasn't in colour. It was black I and white. I feel quite inadequate. <laughs> and you saw it once. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There was no Actually, no, there was a repeat in this one. This, this, one, this is the oh, first one that's ever repeated. <laughs> but there was no rewind. There was no, no watching pause. 14 <laughs> times later in the same week. Yeah. So you could get away with more because, in theory, it's going to be on the screen for seconds. And no and one's ever going to see it again. And no one's going to see it again, <laughs> and they might not remember it. Yeah. yeah. But it did look great, that set. Oh, yeah. Both the full size, and obviously they replicate yeah. it with the, in the, mon- the miniature. Oh, I, I, the I have to thing. say, I love, yeah. in, I love in the... Um, the, the Emperor. The, the Emperor in yeah. the cartoon version yeah. as well, the animated yeah. cartoon. I'd love to see that Emperor come back. <laughs> yeah. He's basically a Dalek having a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be bigger and better bigger. than everyone else. <laughs> it's like Andy in Dalek form. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not PC, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some non-PC moments in there with poor, what's his name? Kemal. Oh, Kemal. Yeah. Kemal, yes. Although I did like, as I said to Keith, the scenes between him and Jamie, mm. some men 
can only relate to each other if they've beat the snot out of each other first, <laughs> yeah, and then and then they become buds. Yeah. Well, it's a bit I've like Van Bearer and Anselin, isn't it? Establishing their credentials. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to but, have an argument with you first. But Kemmel actually... got beaten up by a boy half his size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although Jamie got a sword fight. He did. Yeah. Being a yeah. being a, a, a warrior, a Highlander, he would have known how to wield a sword. You would expect. But, I mean, there are things in this that some people find offensive because there are some people that would find anything offensive. They are of their time. They yes. haven't tried to PC them. No. That's what I quite like. They've, got to take they've, made an anima- they've made an animation of what went out in the 60s. Now, if there was anything that was really against yeah. the boat, they'd have taken those words out or what have you. But yeah, there's nothing really that bad There's nothing Doctor. really that bad in it. But I do like the fact they haven't been tempted to modernise it yeah, in nice. that way, in, yeah. in terms of what we now see as acceptable. Mm. You've got to watch it, like Talons of Wang Chain, from the perspective of what it was at that time. I agree. And Windsor Davis got killed. He did. Yeah, yeah. Poor Windsor Davis. I didn't realise Windsor Davis was actually in it. He's a lovely yeah. boy. Yes. <laughs> I will not have singing in this forest. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> a load of listeners going, what, what the hell? <laughs> right, well, as you can tell, we thoroughly enjoyed Evil of the Daleks. We yep. didn't even pretend not to. I understand but why it's a classic. We would like to know what you think. Do you know how you can do us? How, how you can do, do us? us? <laughs> do us? How do us? Do us? Do us now! <laughs> do you know how you can tell us? <laughs> Lay it on us, baby. Via show at Staggering Stories. Dot. Dick. Thank you. What's that? Uh, someone hasn't had a say <laughs> and is looking really cross. I think he wanted to talk about the use of camera. Well, also, Ooh. because we've been going on about his predecessor so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. scowling so yeah. much. Tell you what, mm. let's say hello to him and make him feel better. Hello, hello Head of Pertwee! Hello, and various other things. Various other things, Poor yeah. cardboard Amy. Oh, oh, bless her. Hey, Terrence. Hello, Terrence. Big man. Hey, Terrence. Terrence, you are really... I think you actually have a spider web between your ears. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, that, that's Graham. Mm. Oh, Orange dear. Clara. Yes. Mm. So right. just Churchill. Nazi Spock. <laughs> we have got some feedback Ooh. from Reese in Austromalaysia. 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 Could be worse. Hello, Staggerers. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, Cardboard Amy. And hello, Cardboard Clara. Hello. Uh, oh, is a moon in there? Ooh, no, there probably not with Drake Keith there. Anyway, hello, everybody. How hello. are you all doing? Hello. I hope you're doing well. I hope that was long enough for you to say that you're doing well because I'm (laughs) going to jump right into this. I can't talk about too much that you've recently talked about, but I can explain why I haven't been contributing for a while. Uh, It's one of those cycles that a few of us listeners get into. I'm pretty sure I remember Adrian or was it Andre or was it both? One of those two (laughs) once described it and it's exactly what happens to me a lot where you guys have a thought-provoking discussion about something or you talk about a topic that I've got a lot of thoughts on and I go, right, I'll send him feedback about that because I want to join in the discussion or... Rant or rave about that particular topic. So I think about what I'm going to say, and then I go to sit down and write or record what I have to say, and then the next episode is waiting for me. And I've (laughs) missed out on being able to do that in time for you discussing that. And then I just kind of miss out the cycle of... 
feedback on that. And yeah, anyway, basically I'm out of sync with you guys. So, and uh, also I haven't been able to see most of the stuff that you've been watching, partly mm. to, to do with time, ah, yeah. but also partly because one of the big ones, which was Gunpowder Milkshake, which I've heard a lot about, mm. uh, partly because I follow Karen Gillan on Instagram and she posted a lot about it in the lead up to it and during the training for it. I, w I wanted to Indeed. see it. It just hasn't, it's not available for streaming here and I'm not sure if it's uh, in the cinemas here. Oh, so no. I will have to wait and see. But there's enough to talk about with the major topic that I'm going to talk about, which is <gasps> Russell T. Davies coming back to talk to me. Was it a dream? You might be able to tell. I'm, I'm quite excited. Uh, well, I was. <laughs> I was more excited when the news came out, but I've mellowed a bit thanks to hearing um, discussions and, take, and you know, writing back and forth with various friends, uh, various Doctor Who fan friends that I have and that you have too. Part of it actually was your discussion, which is very good and very interesting. As it turns out, I'm somewhat in the middle of a lot of opinions because overall, I definitely agree with Fake Keith that Russell T. Davies is a great writer and he is among the best right now, especially for uh, years and years and it's a sin. Really, really good shows. Yeah. I think it's good. I mean, not always great on Doctor Who for my liking. I mean, my fav I agree with Adam as well about something, which is that Stephen Moffat is my favorite writer. He's also my favorite producer. Yep. He just gets it. He's, he's a very good writer. He's also one of the best writers on TV. Yep. But having said that, Russell T. Davies is brilliant as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy he's coming back. I disagree that it smacks of desperation. <laughs> I suppose I can sort of see why people would say that, but I didn't think it, and I don't feel that. I do, however, feel there is validity in feeling cautious that it might turn up or turn out like what he used to write for the show. And the TV, like Keith said, isn't like that anymore. It just mm. isn't. TV desperately needed Doctor Who in its 2005 form, yeah. uh, in its RTD era form, in its early Moffat era form. But it's certainly moved on from that. So does that mean it will go more streaming service-like? And by streaming service-like, what do we mean by that? Is it fewer standalone adventures, more weaving into each other? And that isn't just a season arc thing, because we've had different forms of season arc, and usually the Moffat ones work for me, except for season six. But that's because I don't like the story for season six. <laughs> but yeah, we've had Seven many a debate about uh, season arcs. And for me, just saying a name or a phrase a few times in a season and then coming up with a sort of reason why isn't exciting enough for me. But when you see a tapestry being woven and things tying into each other, that works really well for me. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love the MCU. But that's another story. I, I just like it when you see a lot of effort put into it. Yeah. But then would that take away from Doctor Who, you know, if they, if they do that too much? So it's an interesting time, the whole teaming up with Bad Wolf Productions, which I think on the whole will be good because looking at um, their other productions, the production value, I'm saying the word production a lot here, but the quality <laughs> of their work um, <laughs> is is really, really good. Yeah. That's good to see. And good to imagine Doctor Who being that good. Although, really, in the Chibnall era, not too much to complain about. The production quality has been pretty schmick. Yeah. 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 So there's, I, I agree that he's a great writer and I think it's going to be a good thing that he comes back. A little worried he might try and stick to the format that, you know, Doctor Who helped reinvigorate it back in the day, but it has moved on from then, which just shows how long Doctor Who's been around for. In fact, yes, hello, I'm one of those people who was basically a child when it started again, uh, have grown up, and now I have my own child. Yeah. <laughs> Karen described one of those, that's me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm excited about it, but there is certain valid points being made about how is it going to go going forward, because potentially the show is a little bit desperate right now, where 
Viewing figures in general have dropped down and Doctor Who is still going healthy, but the viewing figures do feel low because the overnights aren't high, but that's for every show. And that's because we get into the discussion of being more streaming services and being more about on-demand, more about, I don't know, is it a different structure of storytelling? Is that what makes them work? Because another thing for me that makes certainly The Mandalorian work, and then you add all the Marvel shows, your Falcon and your Winter Soldiers, your Wonder Visions, all of them, which is so charming. Loki, of course, mm. which is so charming and great, and I like them a lot. By the way, I wouldn't mind hearing you guys talk about the other two shows. Your review of Loki was great, and I agree with a lot of stuff that you said. There was a lot of great mm. stuff in there. Um, anyway, um, but the thing that works for me with those shows is that sometimes the episodes are 20-something minutes long, other times they're nearly an hour. Yeah. It's as long as the story needs, yep. and it gets it done really well. And it's, so far, it hasn't particularly felt subjective, so to speak. It just felt so natural Mm -hmm. like with some doctor who stories i want the doctor's wife to be an hour long Uh, i mean that's a perfect example i wanted basically the doctor's wife to be a two-parter but then the almost people rebel flesh to be a single parter (laughs) just because i really like the doctor's wife and the uh, other two are just a pile of nonsense (laughs) um so but you know they've managed to make it work that it doesn't feel too episodic in a way with those other shows so is that what Doctor Who needs to do? I don't know. It's very interesting discussions to be had, but I've been going on for a while. I've made my point. I'm excited, but we'll have to wait and see just how this works. Yes. Yeah. I think it's oh, good yeah. that he's back at least for the 60th, even if he just came back for that, that'd be lovely. But if there are seasons after that, or even before it, although I predict, by the way, we'll get a few specials, maybe one or two leading up to the 60th, then we'll have the 60th special, and then we will have a season. You guys were discussing if you think we'll have another RTD season, an R2-D2 season before (laughs) or after, I think after. But that's, I don't know. We will wait and see. Uh, But in the meantime, I really hope J.D. Wataka gets to go out on a high. Oh, yeah. Jignall goes out on a high. Like, he's been all right. He's my least favorite producer for New Who. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, Some of his stories, his individual stories, his episodes have been good, but... Yeah, it's not been <laughs> an incredibly inspiring era for me, to be honest. Mm. But yes, I've tried to wrap this up already. I'll wrap it, wrap it up now. <laughs> I will do it. I will say thank you very much for the show. I'll try and remain in sync with you and send you feedback more often. Oh, yeah. And thank I will you. speak to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Reese. Thanks, Reese. I suppose in some way I should do feedback at this point as well. Oh, since yeah, I wasn't part mentioned. of the dispa- yeah. discussion last time. Yeah, indeed. Um, we actually discussed whether we wait till you get back, and then we yeah. sort of got together and said, nah. <laughs> so, hi, this is Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that my little heart did sing slightly when I, <laughs> I back. I mean, there's lots of talk about where they couldn't find anyone else to do the showrunner, etc., etc. It's a poison chalice. I suspect... That's not entirely true. It's whether it's anyone they want to put it in the hands of. I do think that there is an element of safe hands for the 60th. Not not because of ratings or anything else, but I think they wanted, because of such a short period of time between taking on following um, Witaka's regeneration and the 60th episode, it's not long for a showrunner, executive producer, or whatever, to get a handle on the show. It's pretty long. That's 2023. They've just finished filming at the end of 2021. Mm. So it's got kind of two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes with the run-up for these things, that isn't quite long enough. I do like the idea of some of what was in the reboot coming back in because I have started to feel, and this is just a personal feeling, that... 
yes, the programme needs to move. It always has done. It is always... You, you look at John Pertwee's stuff to Tom Baker's stuff. It was completely different. But I was starting to get the feeling that the baby's getting thrown out with the bathwater, that the changes are going so far away from the original concept that you're losing the core of what Doctor Who is and that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, It isn't just a time traveller with a blue box. And if you think of it as just a time traveller with a blue box, then you've lost some of the concept of it. So I think there's an element of them saying we need to get back to the core concept and them hoping to do it. I do think he's going to be different. You look at, you know, he's, yeah, well, he's changed in the last, whatever it is, 15 years. As a writer, producer, he's had more experience, times have changed. So I don't think we're going to get a rerun of Christopher Eccleston's first season. No. no. Or Tenant's seasons, etc. But I do think it, it's going to be quite interesting. I'm wondering how long he's going to do it for. Mm-hmm. And if this is something that they are literally looking almost as just a two-year stopgap with plans for something after the 60th. Mm. But I, I'm quite heartened by the idea of him coming back. He is my favourite one so far. And someone on one of the one of the Facebook pages says, well, he's not a very good writer. I said, well, <laughs> whether you think he's <laughs> a good writer... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, whether or not you think he's a good writer or not, that's not necessarily his job. Showrunner is a different job to writer. He can mm. get writers in. A good writer doesn't necessarily make a good showrunner. Mm. Nor does a good showrunner necessarily make a good writer. They Probably are different... the best writer for TV oh, in the country I think he at is. the moment. I yes. think he is. So, you know, the skills are different skill sets. But I, I liked what he did. I'm actually quite enheartened by it. One thing that is interesting me, and I'd just like to know for the sake of knowing, no mm-hmm. connotations of it, but... Was he asked or did he ask? Yeah, that's a big question. Mm. Is it a bit of both? Did he yeah. He say to Chibnall... I wouldn't be averse. Hey, yeah, I, yeah. I might be interested in going back someday. And then yeah. BBC went to Chibnall mm. and said, who do you think should take over? And he said, well, Russell T yeah. said he might want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I would just... I don't know. I would just be fascinated to know. It'll no, be a book not, one day. Not, <laughs> not, not... Oh, God, yeah, it will It'll be. be. in the writer's next yeah. writer's yeah. guide. Yeah. But yeah, How much of that plays into Bad Wolf? Yeah. Exactly. I don't know that any of his stuff has been under Bad Wolf so far, but clearly he, he knows them. And yeah. what's your thought on him working with Bad Wolf? It's almost basically the team that it is. It started with in the first place. Yeah. You know, you got Julie. Is it Julie Gardner? Yeah. Yep. So Jane Tranter. Tranter's sister. You have the, <laughs> now. There is there is a part of me that also says you can't repeat the past. You can't go back. And as much as my favourite era is the Hinchcliffe era, if someone miraculously said to me, oh, well, we found the new producer, ex it's, yeah. it's Philip <laughs> Hinchcliffe. I'd be sitting there going, mm. I just point out, I find it really funny that people who love a, do- a show like Doctor Who say you can't repeat the past. But if you took Philip Hinchcliffe and made him the executive producer showrunner now, I... I'm not sure I'd be as happy kind of stuff. <laughs> Purely because, for me, that era was classic. For me, that first season of the new Who and the second season, third, was good. 
I'm in this dichotomy of really excited about it and also a bit cautious, are they trying to repeat the past? As I said when we reviewed it, the feeling I get from a lot of people, you included, Jean, is like when ABBA announced they were putting out new music (laughs) and there was this bubbling excitement which was being quashed by this, ah, Jesus, all they can do is f*** up what they've done before. (laughs) And then when they produced stuff that was absolutely fantastic again was that almost euphoric feeling mm. oh, no. Babylon I'm... 5 fans go through the same thing right now yeah. Yeah. lots of them are really against the new series oh wow yeah. I'm not against this I'm totally happy about yeah. it I am really happy happy yeah. joy joy I don't think you've got anything to worry about he's knows what he's doing he's not going to just try and write rewrite 2005 all over again this is it I don't think he would yeah, he's not that same person. Of course, anyway. he's not. And he's. I do have to laugh though about fandom. Oh, so we're going to have Rose back. We're going to have this <laughs> back. Oh, no. no. <laughs> it doesn't help that every single minute word any of them says is blown up out of context. Because oh, Billy yeah. Piper was asked, "Would you ever come back as Rose?" And she yeah. said, "Well, you know, if I felt the story was great and yeah. I th- I could find Rose, then yeah, Rose is back." Yeah. 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 Reese mentioned the ratings there as well. I don't think the BBC are worried about the ratings, but I do feel as a general concern about Doctor Who's relevance. Mm. The fact they're trying so hard to publicise this new series, yeah. mm. series 13, makes me feel like, yes, that they've realised they've dropped the ball with making it a cultural mm. icon that it yeah. has been. I, th- I think ratings do pay a certain amount to it because... One thing, that is how TV is judged, period. It is, although the BBC obviously are a bit different now. Uh, they are, yeah, they are treated, but it, as, I, as I think I said to Galichon, <laughs> if it was... Well, if it wasn't ratings, then we'd still be having the classic series. Yeah. We'd still have Blake 7. We'd still have... I uh, don't know that We'd was... still have Robot Wars. I don't think it was the ratings that killed Dog 2 back in 89. I, I, it it no, was I think the top floor. Uh, it was mm. the top floor... That justified it because of the ratings. Yeah, you can justify anything with numbers. (laughs) (laughs) This from a computer genius. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just that they didn't know what they had back then and that they didn't respect it. To a certain extent, they still don't. They were trying to kill it for years. But, yeah, they're clearly not doing that. The fact they brought RTD back Mm. means that they've got a lot of faith in where the programme can go. The potential of it, yeah. yeah. As it's always been said, it is... A money maker for them. Yeah, and and now the BBC is so commercialised. And as we discussed uh, last time, we've got the fifty, uh, the hundredth coming up. Hundredth? Oh, for the BBC, the hundredth is BBC. And what classic programmes yeah, from way back then do they have? Blanky blank with with Bradley Walsh. I can understand from the perspective of a executive producer, stroke showrunner, whatever you'd like to call them these days, a reticence to take on the mantle of running Doctor Who. Because to an extent, from the fandom side of things, Uh. it's a flippy poison challenge. It depends which side of fandom you look at. No, no, I I know, but whatever you do with it, you're going to have half of everyone going, Of course. Yay! And the other half going, 
It's not like it was it's, in the old days. Yeah, oh, like, oh God, it was like that in the old oh, days. I know, it, I know, I know it was. I know it was. If I was in, if I was the showrunner, I wouldn't be on social media at all. That's I it. would take off it left. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to come off of it. So I can understand that it would like taking on the role of the Doctor themselves. Mm. It's quite an iconic program to be in charge with, which I can imagine adds a little bit more stress. It's like if someone says to you. We want you to produce the new James Bond movie or we want you to produce this movie which is a franchise that you've never heard of and no one's going to be really following it. Yeah. You're going to have to think twice. Nobody knows that better than RTD, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not going in blind. Oh, no, no. Right, should we go to... Get us out of here. Mm-hmm. Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh. Oh. Uh, but never fear... In the next one, they'd be more of the same. Oh. Not quite you yet. <laughs> more fun, frivolity, and jollity, more news and reviews, more who will you? So until that. E for evil. Oh, so it's a D for Dalek. Execrable. Edible. Evangelical. Egg. It's equipped with elastic. Excrement. Eternally. Embalmed. And elevated. Exterminatedly. <laughs> mm. Ectoplasm. Comes easily. And eloquently edifyingly. <laughs> this is me, Crumby saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. Indeed. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 378, featuring Adam Purcell, Crumbly, Fake Keith, Gene, Steve Clare, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Debula wasn't right with blonde hair, was she? <laughs> no, no. The, the blonde and the blue, it just didn't. <laughs> no, no. Either black or, or maybe ginger. Ginger would have worked. Yeah. Ginger with blue, that would have worked. worked. I have to say, she's the one that I was sitting there going, I'm sure these are the actors. Yeah, it might be really good impersonations. I'm Somewhere. sure it might be the actors. Then she spoke and I went, no, that's Karen <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like the fact that she also turned up at the frat party on the bridge. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Main, I don't think she had a speaking part there, but the... No, she did, uh, I don't think, I'm not sure, because there was a lot going on and a lot of people speaking. Yeah, in the thought one she did, because she got her, I think, her own credits on the beginning. Yeah. She wasn't doubled up with anybody else. Yeah. I thought she could be a bigger part of it, she only had two lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she's got enough pool, but uh, two lines enough to get her a good, good credit. She has now, yeah. Has anyone else here seen Annika? Annika? Challenge Annika. No, the, um, the, Annika the, the pop thing... No. Set up in the Highlands. That's no. the one. That that was on my list. Right, watch it. It's got Paul McGann in it. Yeah, that's why it was on my list. <laughs> she breaks the full fall all the time. Oh, oh, oh interesting. Really? Okay, and I who, like that. who she played by? Because I'm sure it was something to do with her as well. Uh, the, uh, the it is. It's Nicola Walker. Uh, Nicola. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sound good. It, is it, it ITV? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not ITV. BBC? Netflix. No. It's one of the satellite channels, but I can't remember which one. Oh, that's a, one I have to look it up. But, but she it, talks to the camera. You're sitting there thinking, who's she talking to? It's like, you know, <laughs> it's been a bad day, blah, 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 blah. You know, one, and she's actually looking at you going, well, this isn't really how it was supposed to happen. Yes, I'll have the coffee now. But you can't help these things. Where's the body? Yeah, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. There's points where you are... 
part of the scene. And it's funny, if I sat there watching it thinking, if they wanted to do an interesting Doctor Who story, do that. Make us the assistant. The companion. That's kind of what they tried to do in Love and Monsters, wasn't it? With the Linda people. But no, actually have the Doctor... Not not kind of, literally have the Doctor... The Doctor talking to you. Talking through the camera to breaking the fourth wall. So, you know, instead of saying, you know, right, but we're going to land on... Well, we're going to land on this planet. Because you don't normally have that in a a detective series. No, I knew there was a reason I got that pegged in my head to watch it. And it was because she's in it. Yeah. Keith. Can I have my rock back? Please. <coughs> Don't throw it. Pass it to Andrew. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure I want it now. <laughs> Thank you. I did, I did have a shell before I came out. Shower. <laughs> Golden shell. Oh. <laughs> he made Adam, a joke. That was beyond the pale. I'm Crumbly. I'm Stephen. I'm Faye Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... I really didn't think of anything this time. I was too busy. I mean, Steve showed me his bum crack and everything. You've been stuck on a stick of rocks. (laughs) That's my wife. (laughs) So he's just stuck in a dimensional of his own. I thought my butt crack thing was funny. (laughs) I love you. And I thought it was hilarious. You're so judgmental. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I'm just not laughing. In Are you case laughing my... at Stephen's butt crack? Why? His is young and pert. <laughs> Yours is old and saggy. Yeah. <laughs> Odd hairs coming out where it really shouldn't. Well, I tried to shave it, but it's difficult when you're in the mirror. Think everything's reversed, and occasionally I catch the wrong thing. <laughs> Ow. Well, I hope that's edited out. I can't imagine a shaven Keith. <laughs> <laughs> You're making your own jokes up over there. All the trouble is, that, does anyone rec- um, know who the, the wrestler Mick McManus was? Yes. yes. See, that's what his nuts look like. You know his head. <laughs> I don't know. Better... <laughs> he has a bold, wrinkly head. <laughs> With the odd little hair sticking <laughs> He was like a scrotum on legs. <laughs> I love you again because... (laughs) Somebody please introduce the news. (laughs) 